OTB Sports Rugby. What do you make of the Scott Robertson rumours uh, to replace Lancaster at Leinster? That's new, that's new to me. Um, I hear it and I like it. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. The Koigig Pod on OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support. Top pocket goal! It's what dreams are made of. They are going to the World Cup Finals! Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Koi Gig Podcast. I am Kathleen McNamee and as ever I am joined by former Ireland internationals Emma Byrne and Karen Duggan. Now the Koi Gig Podcast has seen some jet setting in our time from the many hotels that I spent in during the Euros to Karen's lovely little trips off to Barbados and the like but uh, one of us is going on a very exciting trip this week all the way to Qatar for a bit of a a legends tour is that what I'm told is that the right way to describe it Emma <laughs> um tour no because we're just staying in the same place I believe I don't know I'm so bad for details as well I'm just like yeah okay and then I don't read anything else but yeah it's um consider the FIFA legends thing and don't ask me who's playing don't ask me who's involved I've no idea all I know is 30 minute games you with- gotta start warming up now Emma no, honestly, I've been going to the gym. I had four days to test if I can still move at all. And I went to the gym once and I haven't been able to walk since. So I can't go back. Um, I'm struggling. I'm struggling big time, big time struggling. So is this like a, you just got the call up recently enough if you've only been able to go to the gym once and give yourself four days to just see if you're... Well, Yes. Well, I only decided recently because I wasn't, I was undecided I, because I have classes and my my dogs, you know, a very important thing. Um, and I had to try and rearrange a lot of things. So it, it took me a little while to think about it. And then it took me a little while to rearrange everything. So literally, what day is it today? Uh, literally last Thursday, I was like, okay, I'm going. All right. And then I decided to go to the gym and I haven't, I needed two days rest. So maybe I'll go again tomorrow. I, I'm not joking, lads. Seriously. I have bought recovery, uh, a recovery machine. I've bought um, these things, whatever they are that you attach to your calves that help the muscle grow, <laughs> stimulation things. I'm like fully equipped to try and allow a non-hospital visit over there. Karen has a very knowing look on her face of someone <laughs> who has like gone I'm excited for you. I feel like with all of the stuff you have going on there, player of the matches in the bag already. <laughs> and will I you be able to... gum shield is like seriously. <laughs> oh, the gum shield is back. Love it. Will you be able to catch any of the World Cup action while you're there or will you be very focused on the the legend uh-huh. side of things. I will. I'm going to go to the final and then I'm going to fly out. And then typical Emma style, I've arranged some of my friends to come over uh, to Ireland. So they're going to be in Ireland while I'm in Qatar. So my sister, by the way, Amy, you have to look after my friends until I get back. Um, you've done it before. And yeah, so I'm going to catch the final and then I'm going to fly back and I'll get back early hours on, on the Monday. 
I mean, in terms of how trips go, it's a pretty impressive one to be going to, especially having only decided it within like less than a week of actually flying out. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, I'm excited now. I, I'm I am nervous. Like, I don't know who's going to be in the games. I don't want to know. All I know is there are like two. There's two females in every team, and one can be a goalkeeper, which is me. Um. And I don't know the rest, but I'm hoping they are all very old and very overweight and they've been on the the beer for the last two weeks in Qatar and don't really care about the game. Because if it gets serious, like, I'll be serious. Obviously, I'm going to get serious, but I don't want anyone else to. To be sent off in a Legends game. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to joke about everyone being wrecked after the last couple of weeks in Qatar and like, having a few parties or whatever, but I feel like there's been a bit less of that this World Cup than there has been at other ones. So you might get unlucky in that sense, Emma. <laughs> oh, well, that's the first thing my friends said to me. They were like, oh my God, what a crap World Cup to go to. There's no beer. I was like, I'm sure I'll find some. Like, there's No interest. In the world, there's a way. <laughs> you can go to one of those like floating hotels or something that has all the, has all the fun. Um, and did I hear a little rumor as well that you were working PSG Lyon last night which is always a cracker of a game in the French league and I mean it really lived up to expectations in that it was toe-to-toe right all the way until the 87th minute when Diani managed to get the breakthrough for PSG. Yeah yeah it was a good game it was a good game to work on because they're so technically like gifted every one of them but to be quite honest um I'm still not seeing the the Leon or the PSG of two years ago. Like neither of them would really worry me that much if I had to play them. Um, Leon are better than what they have been over the last couple of months. And PSG, I mean, they did well. They played well. But again, they just had Diani up front. They were just kind of hoping that she'd create something. She wasn't bringing anyone else into the game. It was very individual, whereas Leon passed it very nicely. Like, they've been doing that a good bit lately. So, yeah, it was a good game. But, again, I think we have to wait for the injuries to come back for Leon to see exactly how much of a powerhouse they are because Macario, Hegerberg, like, massive players for them on the on the injury list. So, yeah. I was going to say both sides have kind of had quite a tough time when it comes to the injuries, and especially, like, big long-term ACL-style injuries. Yeah, that's it. And and with PSG, it, it is only just one player, Katoto, but she's a massive player for them. Like, she changes how they play. And, and they still play as if she's playing, so just pumping that ball up front and hoping for someone to get on the end of it and nobody's as good as her. But with Leon, you've got um, Macario, Hegerberg. If you look pa- back to last season and the results that they've had, you always see their names on the score sheet and that's what they're struggling with. At the Carpenter's minute. still out as well, isn't she? She's out, yeah. yeah. She's, she's a loss, yeah. Yeah, no, there is. There's a good few. I always enjoy when that game comes up though because I just feel like there's been some proper beef between the supporters in recent years and then... Everyone, I think, because especially on this side, we probably focused on the more in the Champions League sense. And it's just always interesting to see how it goes in the league and then how that translates into the into the Champions League. Um, another thing that was announced today is that Ireland's base is going to be in Brisbane. Uh, don't know if you guys saw Anton, who works in Sky News, was saying that the hotel the Irish team are staying in will do a Maserati pickup from the airport. 
if you want, for its top paying customers. It has an infinity pool. It looks very, very nice. Um, so I've put the request into off the ball for three Maseratis for us when we're over there, just so we could like bounce yeah. around. We can like put Catherine and Emma, we'll share which ones. No, if we're getting in. We're all <laughs> an individual Maserati, I'm not sharing with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I would get into a Maserati with you, Karen. I feel like it'd be dangerous. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I love the way you say when we're over there, like we're definitely going, right? Have you have you heard something that we haven't? Sadly, I have no confirmation, but I am just putting it out into the world. I'm deciding to manifest this into reality so that it's actually happening. I want to be sitting in that uh or what's in the infinity pool, sipping on a nice cocktail as I watch Ireland sail past the group stages, go on it and iconic run in the same way Morocco have in the rest of the tournament and yeah I'm just I'm putting it out into the world if half of it happens I will be happy (laughs) when you say infinity pool I hear bikini and swimsuit and this worries me a little bit I need confirmation to motivate myself to get back in the gym like obviously a FIFA game's not going to do it for me (laughs) That surely will. An infinity pool. That's it. There's your motivation. Here we go. I mean, we need to do like some sort of koi gig live from the side of the pool in Brisbane as we're like after some of the games that we performed very well in or something. I don't know. I'm just, I'm putting it out into the world. It's going to happen. If any millionaires or billionaires uh, listen to the koi gig podcast (laughs) and would like to hear us ramble away about these things in the way that we always do and you know where to find us. Uh, And then finally for today, we also have our first round of fixtures for the season next year. Karen, how are you feeling? Athlone up first. Yeah, Athlone away is not a nice one, but um, I kind of was hoping there'd be like a bigger box office one with Rovers, be it us against Rovers or Shells against Rovers. Are you um, saying Sligo are box office? I am. I just mean it with all of the, the chat that's gone. No, no, I know what you mean. <laughs> stuff it would have been interesting to kick off the league like that but um yeah it's it's good to just have the fixtures in place know what you're doing and like you say maybe that'll motivate me to get back to the gym <laughs> well I did ask for some questions earlier just from any quick listeners now that we were at you know the halfway point and there was a couple of questions there was one from a Cork City supporter, uh, Aidan, asking, are we prepared for a League of Ireland women's showdown against Cork City and P-Mount United at the end of the year? So that's what he's building up for. And uh, then I think his name was John Joe asking, is Karen waiting in the long grass to smash Rovers for stealing her teammates? So <laughs> there's some well, people... I'm not in the long grass. I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, it is nice to have the round of features. Uh, just to run through them, we've Galway against Wexford, Shelburne against Cork, Sligo against Shamrock Rovers. To be honest, I was a bit of a groan when I saw that. I'm just hoping they're not together enough for the start of the season. Uh, Treaty United against Bowes, Athlone against P-Mount, and then DLR aren't playing on the first weekend. So it'll be interesting to tell you how all that goes. That starts on the 4th of March. So still a bit of time to go, Karen. You're all right with the gym for another little while. <laughs> well, I, there's a lot more, and I feel like there's a lot more signings and all of that sort of stuff to come. There's a bit more drama before we get into the actual football. So that'll be interesting to see. You'll be professional, won't you? Oh, my yeah, sure. We're all pros now, yeah. Fully pro league. Your first card's already building an affinity pool out in their backyard. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'll give you a lend of my Maserati you girl somewhere. <laughs> um, the Koi Gig Pod No To Be Sports is an association with Cabri FC, official snack partner to the Republic of Ireland women's national team. Um, we have plenty of stuff coming up with the rest of the show, including our team of the week and analysis of all the WSL action that did happen over the weekend. Um, and obviously the WSL, this is our kind of midweek break. But do not worry, or not a midweek break, our mid-season break. But do not worry because we will be back next week with a very special episode uh, where we talk to Emma Mitchell about her experience of having a baby, playing in the WSL, what that whole experience has been like for her over the last couple of months. And of course, a very good friend of the podcast, Emma. I know you're very excited about this interview and I think it's going to be a really good one. And as per usual, we will also have our mid-season awards coming to you over Christmas. So there'll be plenty of stuff to keep you entertained in the run-up to Christmas if you're running around the place trying to buy all those last-minute gifts. Can recommend some nice... National League jerseys, maybe some Irish jerseys and prep for next year. I'm not paid to say this. This is purely me just prepping the team. Um, And we also want to remind you of the competition we are running. Thanks to our partners at Cadbury, we're supporting Irish women's grassroots football. And we are giving away all the net profits from our most recent Cadbury Roadshow in Vicker Street. We're giving you the opportunity to win €1,000 worth of equipment for your local grassroots adult club. For your club to be in with a chance to win, contact us with your club details and contact information at the Koi Gig Pod at offtheball.com. Terms and conditions apply. Head over to otbsports.com for more. But coming up next, we have our team of the week. So, Karen, after a long time, we have finally, finally convinced you to do a team of the week, which is very exciting. Uh, our beloved Emma Carroll is very busy wedding prepping at the moment, so you very kindly took up the mantle. How was the experience? I think I'd rather do the wedding planning, to be honest. <laughs> this is very stressful. This will be my first and last team of the week. <laughs> You say that now, but you know, Catherine, our producer, is very good at convincing us into things we don't want to do. So, <laughs> that's true. That's true. well, do you want to run through our team of the week? And then before we go through your team, what a terrible effort of like putting it on a nice pitch. Like Emma Carroll does such a nice display. Look at this. It's just pure shabby on a piece of paper written old down. School. I'm old school, Emma. Come on. No colours, no nothing, no effort. In fairness, I was quite impressed with your handwriting. I thought it was very neat. But I did, I was kind of hoping we'd get like little flags in it or something. Or, you know, like you use a different color pen depending on the player or the position. You want to see this you're not trouble gonna I go- had to even try and find a pen in my house today. So you'll take what you can get, Chris. If you're not going to go for the full Eva Carroll, like drawing out an iPad sort of thing, I don't know. And look, I, I don't want the job again, so maybe this is practical. Is this know? like the classic thing of uh, if someone asks you to make a cup of tea, you make it badly, so they never ask you to do it again? <laughs> this could be very bad. I feel like I'm in for a ripping. I'll go through it anyway. Um, on goal, Mackenzie Arnold of West Ham. Um, Emma, you'll slate my pronunciation again. Ona Bagier. Better. Beautiful, Karen. Well done. Um, I went for a back three. So Bagier, Sissoko of West Ham and Steph Catley on the left. Then kind of a midfield three of Leah Volti, Laura Coombs and Kankovic of Chelsea. Katie McCabe on the right. Aaliyah Galton on the left and Fran Kirby and Emma Harris of Reading up front. 
Give yeah. it to me, guys. Give it to me. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I mean, I I like that you've put a few other players in there because I was kind of getting sick of the same ones. No offense to Emma Carroll. Like I did the exact same one as my turn. Yeah, Arnold did really well. I mean, you can't put you couldn't put many others in there, could you? There are only four games, right? So <laughs> between the four keepers and my favorite, one of my favorites, uh, Berger had a bit of a stinker. She's having a bit of a stinker, isn't yeah. she? She's on a bit of a downer at the minute coming up to Christmas. Anyway, uh, centre back, love that you have Sissoko in there. I think she is brilliant. I actually love her. Well, I could have put the two West Ham centre backs in, but I wanted extra midfielders. So, and Sissoko just, and she scored as well. Like she's what a just, cheeky finish. She's oh just goodness. an absolute beast back there. I really like her, by the way. I think she's really, I think play. it's been really unfortunate we haven't seen more of her this season because of the suspension after. We'll call it the incident. To try and knock someone out. I mean, it just doesn't work, does it? <laughs> I actually grew a little bit fonder of her that day. I'm not going to lie. Exactly. I'm, I'm shocked that you would have feel that way, Emma. <laughs> um, uh, oh, no, obviously, class. What about, she just kept tempo quiet for the game. I think she's the only player I have ever seen in Champions League as well, included, that has kept Hemp quiet. Uh, she just does I a class. The Euros in particular when Spain played. I've never seen anything like it. She was so, yeah. so good. She's only got this year left in her contract. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with her. And I think there is going to be big, big money bags thrown at her. Um, think, like, would she be interested in a move back to Spain? Or do you think um, she's I, I happy mean, out? In the WSL. Who wouldn't? If you're asked, do you want to go? She, well, she's from Barcelona, first of all. Would you like to go home to, to your family, to a place where it's sunny, a beach, beautiful food, one oh, of the best footballing teams in the world? Nah, I'm going to stay in Manchester. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, spiteful today. Uh, just because of the weather. Um, no, I actually don't. Having said that, I know, speaking to Ona, she loves playing in the WSL and she knows, she recognises that she can improve a lot more here, better here than what she would in Spain. So I'm saying that jokingly, but I actually do think she'd stay in the WSL. Another um, rumour I've been hearing is Russo might have played her last game for United. I don't know if you've heard anything on that her lap well I thought that she would last until the summer and then from there I know United were fighting really hard for her for after the Euros to keep her for longer well where where are we talking about I haven't heard this we talking about a move abroad or I heard big interest in Spain and in France interesting I don't think she'll go (laughs) to somewhere else in the WSL but that's what I heard I think France was kind of the Listen, I I love the fact, and you know, I'm the worst person to speak to about moving to other teams because I was a little sap and I stayed in the one team for 17 years, not wanting to leave. But um, I think it's a great thing and I really do think you should go and get experience. But having said that, um, I do think the WSL is the best league and I do think that you can... It's an easy trap to fall into, to, to go downhill a little bit. Plus, you're not in the eye of your fan base of the England fan base of the managers it's just you're stepping away from it I think it's a really brave decision to do but I also think the WSL is the best league having watched a lot of other leagues Mm. Um, well what I saw about Russo was that 
Spain and France were interested. Leon were the top club. And that's what I heard from talking to a couple of people. She's out of contract next summer. So mm-hmm. United basically had the decision of try and make some money off her in January or hold on to her till the summer and let her go on a free, which I know it's not as big a deal in the women's game, letting players go on a free because it's pretty common base. But that's kind of the, the rumor. So they were trying to get her to extend her contract I don't know if she'll be convinced by the fact that like Toon and stuff have all extended contracts recently. No, she's not that type of person. If she has set something set in her mind, yeah. she wants to do it, she'll do it. Like Skinner um, was very adamant just after a lot of the rumours started coming out that the United weren't a selling club. He didn't really go into any detail on the specifics of who he was. Well, he wouldn't. About, he wouldn't be selling obvious. her. <laughs> he wouldn't be selling her. She'd be leaving. So. <laughs> well, if she goes in January, they'll get. Yeah. Her. Right. Well, the thing is, if she wants to leave, I think it would be a good idea to 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 sell her because I do think she'd get they'd get money for. And actually, I think she was. I don't think she was that great against uh, City. And maybe if she's got her head in the clouds a little bit. You won't get much out of her. Um, I mean, she's a quality player, but for on for her sake, I hope she picks the right club because that's really important for her and her at her stage because she can go one of two ways because she's good, but she needs to be better and she can easily fall off. So I'd like to, if she does go to a Spain, I'd love to see her to go go to Real Madrid so she can connect with Caroline Weir and they have that kind of team that they need that out and out nine. Anyway, that's her decision. I'll I'll give her a buzz and see what's happening. How did I not know this? I'm devastated. Um, Obviously, Katie McCabe in there. Yeah, scoring. Great goal. Fran Kirby, great to see her back. The mystery of the Fran Kirby injury or, or illness. Uh, good to see her back anyway. And of course, Leah Galton. I thought she was excellent in the first half against City. I really did. Nice team. Karen, nice team. Nice as well to see a player like Kankovic in there who isn't someone we have seen at all and who, like, I don't know if I expect to see massively regularly in our teams of the week going forward, but, I mean, having your first start, having a hand in all three goals, it's, like, quite quite a nice way to do your first start for Chelsea in the WSL. Yeah, she looked decent, didn't she? I thought her movement was really good. And and for me, that's if if a player's got really good movement, the rest will just kind of follow. Uh, because she has technique. But as you said, Kathleen, she she's not gonna play. So for a player like this to be sitting on the bench, it's the first time we're seeing her. She has got quality. Don't see her enough, but with the Chelsea squad, I'm not sure we will. I did wonder if like, you know, the way some of Chelsea's results that they've seen, even like this one at the weekend wasn't great. We'll talk about it a bit more later, but like some of the players have looked kind of tired and maybe a bit, I don't know if it's just like going from the Euros straight into like the season or if some of them just need a bit of a break from everything, but maybe is she one of the like breath of fresh air players that Chelsea might benefit from if she can turn up and do these sort of performances against, say, those lower level teams like a Reading, like, a I don't know, a Leicester or someone else and give Chelsea a bit more of an opportunity to rotate. Yeah, well, Chelsea have the squad to do it. So I think it's a good idea for them to keep it fresh. Um, like they could afford to make those changes that they did this weekend easily. Whereas you look at the likes of Aston Villa and they've got four subs. Um, so again, that's why Chelsea are going to be probably... The winners again, I think it will be squad depth. Do you think they're going to win the league, Carol? Yeah. 
Ooh, I don't. I really, I don't think they're going to do it. I think they're looking, as you said, they're looking tired and they're looking drained. Champions they're really winning. That's the thing. They're grinding out the wins. They are, but they aren't. Like Champions League against Real Madrid, they're drawing, they're dropping points in there where they wouldn't have done if you see them with the energy that they, they had last season. And I do think it's a mental thing because... If you look at them, they can't be tired physically. They're extremely fit athletes, but mentally they look tired. Sam Kerr is not playing the way she would want to be playing, you know, firing from all cylinders. You've got Pernilla Harder out. She's a massive player for them. She's the engine. She's the the, the cog in that engine. Um, so they're not really getting that energy, that fire from anybody at the minute. Erin Cuthbert is one of those players, but she's going to burn out 100% because... I mean, she's playing every game. She's playing every game for Chelsea, every game for Scotland. Um, it's a lot of pressure to put her under. And I just think they're going to come to a point that it's too much. And they do have a, a very strong squad, but I don't think the players are the same quality. And when they, I think Arsenal just, they play that nice football, don't they? And that's a massive boost for a player. Even if you're not getting the results you want, even if you're not scoring the goals you want, playing nice football is, is sometimes like a mental boost for you. Hmm. We shall see. <laughs> that was great because you guys actually answered one of our other listener questions that came in is it's anyone going to stop Chelsea or are they going to run all the way to the title and it seems that we're very much split down the middle on whether that's going to happen or not so we will replay this clip next year when <laughs> the title race is actually done and see which one of and Man City have won it or something yeah. like that <laughs> Um, but Karen, thank you very much for doing your team of the week. I hope it wasn't too stressful. I don't think we went too hard on you either. So no, not at all. Good job. Thanks, guys. You distracted me with the Russo rumor. That was that was a serious ploy. I, I get I it now. It. Now I understand. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't intend to. I was fully willing to let you go off against Karen as much as you wanted. I just it was an interesting point of conversation. Um, obviously we won't have our team of the week next week but we will return with it in the new year whenever the WSL is back coming up next we have our WSL analysis so we didn't have a full slate of games over the weekend unfortunately as Liverpool versus Leicester and Brighton versus Everton were both postponed due to the not so nice weather Um, it wasn't it was cold here we had our Christmas party on Friday night and I have to say it was very very cold leaving in the dress I was wearing but we managed we got through we had games to entertain me for the rest of the weekend and keep me warm and cozy so I think the best place to start is probably the biggest talking point of the weekend Man City won United won Manchester Derby gathering a bit of steam but once again United didn't manage to get past City Um, they've done it with Arsenal Chelsea and City are still there too that they're struggling with what did you guys think of the game? It was pretty even for most of it, but I think United will be annoyed that they didn't come away with more. Yeah, I think they needed to capitalise more in the first half. I think City were always going to come out then. Um, but they, yeah, they had the better of the play in the first half. They just need to be more ruthless. It was really end-to-end, but there weren't too many clear-cut chances. Like You wouldn't say the goalkeepers probably had to make about two saves, I would say. So... Um, yeah, it was it was an interesting game. I think United will be a little bit more disappointed than City. 
Yeah, I think um, Ellie Roebuck will be happy enough, again, talking about keepers in a dip in form. She's had a dip in form recently and I thought she she did all right against United. I think we're seeing that Ellie of the last couple of seasons come back a little bit. I saw a stat somewhere and I know, Emma, you don't like stats, but it was that Ellie Roebuck had like the third most touches in the entire game compared. And I think it was like United's midfield was the only place that she was like outdone in. Like they were clearly very, very keen to use her playing a lot higher up the pitch. It's actually interesting. It's one of the trends from the World Cup that I saw from the goalkeeper technical meeting at FIFA today, but there, you know, the fact that she was touched the ball the third most of any other player on the pitch was a bit mad, and it was third or fourth. Yeah, I mean, she is good, very good with her feet, and they do try and bring her in. You know, the fullbacks go so high up the pitch, and it just leaves with the two back with uh, Laya. Uh, Alexandri and, and Alex Greenwood back. Laya likes to push on as well. And she was actually going so far into midfield with whomever it was that she was marking. Um, she was going in there and leaving Alex on her own. So obviously they're, they're going to need to, to use Ellie. Um, but I didn't think really well just on that note. I thought she could have maybe gone in team of the week as well. But Alex, did you say? Yeah. 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 I mean, she's, she's just, uh, she's quality. She's very, very consistent. But just looking at the game in, in total, I was expecting more from United. Like coming, they've, they've beat Arsenal. They were so bloody awesome against Arsenal. Like I was like so buzzing for that game. And, and then they went into Villa. I'm like, okay, this is a really important game. They're coming off the back of a very important win. Can they now? come into Old Trafford and say, stand up and go, okay, this is us now. We're going to continue this. And I was hoping to see that going into City. I was like, this is your time. If you have a moment in your season, this is it to 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 change, turn the tables and say, we are Champions League. We can play in Champions League. But they didn't. They didn't. I don't think they performed as well as as they should have. And I think they'll be more disappointed with that because City are vulnerable. They are vulnerable at the moment. And they're getting better every time. The next time they play, City are going to be even better because they did just bloody love to do that, don't they? They play absolutely terrible at the start of the season and then play brilliant towards the end. And I think this was United's time. So I think that was disappointing for me. They just seemed a little bit timid a little bit timid and going back to that midfield that just not stepping up and, you know, dominating in there. Um, but in general, I thought Letizia was brilliant. Um, Ona obviously was brilliant. Hannah Blundell, the two fullbacks for, for United were so good. I'd, I would have liked to see Lucia Garcia come in a little bit earlier because I don't think Nikita had her best game. I like Nikita as a player, but she's brilliant coming off the bench. And I think it felt like she was anonymous at times, you know, she yeah. just involved enough in the game. Yeah. And I understand why Mark Skinner wants to give her the opportunity because she did play well at times against Arsenal. But I just thought Lucia would have been a little bit more mobile, a little bit more uh, movement from her would have given City a problem. And of course, uh, Coombs, who you had in, in your team, I totally agree with that because she goes under the radar so many times and she's such a consistent player. She pops up and she scores goals. Nobody's really talking about her that much. And I think she's been excellent for them as well. And there's something as like for a general point on the United thing that I've seen like a lot of people saying over the last couple of days is that you know, this is growth for this United team. And I kind of thought the opposite. Like I thought it was a 
a step backwards for them in the sense that growth for them would have been beating City. And like, I know there was 44,000 people at the stadium, but like I heard the atmosphere wasn't great. The best atmosphere was actually coming from the United fans who were like really, really in the game. So it wasn't like, they were had mad conditions that they were trying to compete with and they have generally played quite well in the bigger stadiums on those bigger stages. So there seemed to be very little in their way. And I'm like, did they focus too much on like keeping hemp out of the game and then just completely forgot that they had to be clinical themselves in front of goal? Or like, what was it that did they get too much in their heads about the game? There, there was just something about them that looked like the United team of old. Yeah, it really did. I just think mentally they're going into the game. They know this is the crunch game. Like this is the game. You're playing against somebody who's probably going to make Champions League over you again. Like for the second year running, you're probably going to give the points to these guys and they're going to get Champions League. And I think they were thinking about that because realistically, I believe if United had beaten City, they would have been in Champions League now, like you just say, they're in Champions League, they're getting that third position, if not second, if not first, um, because that would have just kicked on. And I just think that mental... I was just going to say, I think this could affect United mentally. Yeah. Especially now they have a break and all you're doing is thinking, oh, we slipped up right before the break against our main rivals. Mark Skinner's going to have to really manage his team. Yeah, and and not only that, I do think City played better football on the day. And I think they could have cut them open if City just, if they get used to playing with each other that little bit more, I think they're going to absolutely destroy them the next time they play them. And I don't think they would have if United have a, had won uh, and, you know, that mental win as well to make them stronger. So I think it was more than just a point. A point. It was more than the points. It was more than that place up the ladder on the table. It was for the rest of the season, Champions League, the next time you play them, everything. I think it was a shame for them. I mean, no one's dead. I sound, I sound a little bit more of it, don't I? <laughs> still hope for them. It was a footballing shame. <laughs> yeah. And I don't support United. I like City. I like, I have obviously a strong investment in City here. <laughs> Um, but I do like United and I like Mark Skinner and I like the players he has and I like what he's done with the team. Um, and it's great. Obviously, everyone loves the, the underdog, don't they? And it's great to see these young players just build and get better and better. Um, and I have a feeling this is going to be the, the stopping point. Well, I think like most people in the, if you have an investment in the league, you probably have an investment in United because you want some more storylines apart from like, oh, Chelsea won it again. Oh, Arsenal City are like competing. You know, you want more teams in the throw of it. And especially after the Euros and how many of like United's players came out as really great players and stars for their home countries. You're like, okay, this is a really interesting team that could actually do something. Let's change up the narrative of the WSL a little bit because it has been a bit stale the last few years. So I definitely... Even as a as a, an Arsenal fan myself, I, I don't mind seeing them do well sometimes. So this is not <laughs> against Arsenal. Um, Tottenham nil, West Ham two. Spurs, what has happened? Spurs are. It could have been worse season. as well because Bruno Stadier missed a penalty in the first half, so it could have been three yeah, now. A poor penalty, bad a bad weekend for penalty takers. Um, I'm not even going to go with the, all the messages I've been getting about that. I mean, 
People are so quick, aren't they? That's what always surprised me. They're like so quick. They're on the ball, like literally 30 seconds later, all the messages coming in about missed penalties. (laughs) I think, Pauline, you were in town as well for the World Cup final and like, it was like being in the middle of Paris when the penalty went over the bar. <laughs> Genuinely, I like there was more atmosphere than if Ireland were playing. Yeah. And possibly that was because the team everyone watched it was actually doing something, but like it was mental. And the place I watched it, I've watched Ireland games across like different sports and it's just, it was next level, the atmosphere. But Yeah, bad weekend for Spurs, we'll say as well. Um, yeah. yeah, bad the- weekend for Spurs. I mean, they had most of the ball as well, so they can't need- it was literally they just couldn't do anything with it when they had it. Yeah, I mean, it, they, but at the end of the day, they can't depend on on set pieces. They didn't cut them open once, like they they did. I thought they played better. I thought they were a better team for the majority of the game, but they didn't create chances without have a penalty, free kick. So it was just not good enough at the end of the day. Yeah, and that was kind of the worry we had with Liverpool at the start of the season that they could keep the ball but not actually create. Um, and now they've started scoring. Like Spurs need they need a goal score from somewhere. They're hard to watch, aren't they? Uh, you know, I wouldn't enjoy sitting down watching a Spurs game now. No, and and you know what they were they were really they were an exciting team, weren't they? Well, they had a bit of fight about them. There wasn't that they were great football. They were just, just scrappers, aren't we? We just love a good scrap. <laughs> they, just, they don't seem to have that same bottle this year. No, no but, but what I'd like to know the thinking on, on the team selection. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Ashley Neville on the bench. What's Neville. going on there? Don't put your best player on the bench. I'm not sure what's happening there. Uh, Angar James, who's a starter for them, usually. I mean, she's a little fighter in midfield as well. Um, there's stuff going on there. I'd like, I'd like to know what's going on, but they need to, to change something in there. Um, and they're not going to sign players if they don't kick on a little bit and show that they can at least fight. I mean, not even play, but at least fight for, for opportunities. Yeah. But it's the same with West Ham, right? How can you put Lisa Evans on the bench? You're not doing well. You're not playing great football either. You need to win this game and you put your best player on the bench. Yeah, I couldn't um, believe it. I just I, I just didn't understand most what was going on in that game at all. <laughs> it did feel like you're kind of watching, I don't know, an alternative universe or something where you're like, do these teams suddenly not care? It was like, do you realise that this is a WSL game? It was like, <laughs> it's like what's going on? Uh, just imagine all of us sitting at our TVs just being like, it's the WSL. Do you guys don't realize this? I just kind of assumed Lisa Evans had had an injury or something. And yeah, may- maybe. Maybe she had that bug that's going around and hitting all the teams. Yeah. Maybe. maybe. You know, but this is a game that like West Ham will have gone in saying, oh, we're going to get three points. Now, it did, they did get the three points in the end, but it would have been, always been a tight game. So I would have started yeah, because, because he put Lisa Evans on. That's why they got the three. Points. I know, but like you would surely start someone and take her off if she's struggling. Probably. Yeah, no. Yeah. We'll never know the inner workings of a manager. All I'm saying is Becky Spence is going to need a stiff drink after this season. <laughs> I'm going to go into London and I'm going to buy her one. <laughs> yeah, she's um, a bit starved. And then we had Aston Villa one, Arsenal. For a bit of a shock in the first 10 minutes or so for Arsenal, but they managed to come back, which isn't something they've always been great at in past seasons of going down early and then actually being able to see out a game. So 
I'd say fans will be happy. Although it did start off with an own goal from Rachel Corsi, and then obviously Medima, McCabe, and Nobbs all getting on the score sheet. Well, it's good to see McCabe on there. Nice little Not Irish representation. Yeah, no, Katie was great. Um, interesting to see her higher up the pitch and on the other side of the pitch. Um, Shock. Getting assists, getting <laughs> yeah, her delivery from the set piece as well, that medium scored was top notch on the button all the time. And like there was a golf in class there. Again, Villa not having any depth. Three subs, one of them, or four subs, one a goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, Arsenal played well again. I mean, I love Leah Valti. I think she's unreal in centre mid. She just kind of controls it. Um, yeah, same, same, more of the same from Arsenal, really. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. imagine when Kim Little comes back, like just at the right time for Champions League. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, with Arsenal as well, and I, I just really like watching them play. Obviously, I like Arsenal, like goes without saying, but just uh, the way they play. And it's really nice to see Miedema coming in and, and scoring goals and getting well, such an honest person to turn around and say, I needed a break. And I've never seen that in my whole career. Have I seen someone come out and say, I just needed a break. And it's it was brilliant because she came back and it's exactly what she needed because she's been absolutely fantastic since she's been back. She's always uh, been very open about like this is about the third time maybe in her career that she's taken time like that and been very like open about she did it when she was like nineteen or twenty. She took time away from the national squad for a little while. Then she did it another time as well. Like she's always talked about it. And how... Imagine being nineteen and knowing exactly what you want and what you, what's good for you. I didn't even speak. <laughs> no, you didn't actually. You didn't speak for five years on the team. Um, quality, quality from Arsenal. Um, a little bit suspect on uh, Zinsberger. A lot of people, even the commentators, were saying, "Great goal, nothing she could do about it," but. I'd be always asking the question if your keeper is supposed to be one of the best in the world, the bounce shouldn't beat you. Hmm. Always mind the hop, as they say in GA. And then finally, we had Chelsea 3, Reading 2. Uh, I mean, it looked like it was pretty plain sailing for Chelsea. And then Reading decided to come back in in the space of about a minute or two and get two goals and leave them a little bit worried. But they did manage to pull it out um I know we talked about Berger did we talk about Berger a little bit at the start of the show but um Emma Hayes is very adamant afterwards not to put any blame on her like personally and say that the whole team was a bit complacent which is probably a fair enough critique considering you let two goals in another space of like 90 seconds <laughs> yeah I mean they looked like they they were gone into the dressing room didn't they they'd stopped running they'd stopped picking up players um, and of course, Emma Hayes is going to protect her goalkeeper. Uh, she needs a bit of protection at the minute because she is, she's on a, a little bit of a lull at the moment and it was in Champions League. You can see it actually creeping into her game a little bit. Um, but she can fix that. She can turn it around. Just one good save, good save and training will change that completely. Um, but I just, it was interesting for me that, um, Kelly, Kelly, Har- what's her name for Reading manager? Kelly Chambers. Kelly Chambers. <laughs> Kelly Chambers. Kelly Harrington is Irish boxing star. But I mean, if she turns. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Harrington was in the, the stadium. No. 
Um, Kelly Chambers, she she kept the same starting eleven as the week before when her squad was riddled with a tummy bug. So like literally five or six of her players were out and she kept the same team, even though those players were back. And I was like, hmm. I, I understand it, why you would do that. Your team played very well and you can be proud of them, but like you have to pick your best team against Chelsea. So when they, when she made the changes, it made a bit of a difference. And I just thought that's a poor decision. That's a poor decision. Because yeah, I think the two goals that Chelsea let in was just complacency because the goals they scored, they got them quite easily. And you felt like if they needed to go up a gear, they could have. Um, yeah. I don't like again. I don't think Reading brought out that first half in particular. They just weren't even switched on for the first goal, and I was very clever out of um, Kankovic, who was offside. But what, well, what would have happened, Karen, if that had happened in one of our games? Would would that have happened if you were standing there? No, 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 no it wouldn't have. Not you <laughs> had me bet up in front of the ball. Stand over it. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, where are your experienced players to stand over? It's like, bloody, it's rule number one. No. You know? And she was offside, by the way. She was offside. It so it really just set the tone like, just for them to get in that easy from such a just being asleep. Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. It's a shame because you don't, you shouldn't be conceding goals like that. And especially if you do concede goals in games, like, at least cut out those kind of ones. <laughs> Well, yeah, Kirby again. She was um, she was on form. Good to see again. She'll be important for Chelsea if they can Even keep her. She was her goal shouldn't have stood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even for that, like a little minor one. Um, and to wrap up before we, well, we'll have our mid-season awards next week. But just in our general WSL chat, we did have another question in from Maggie Chambers asking, "How much will Beth Mead's injury affect Arsenal's title challenge?" Hmm. I it doesn't look to be overly affecting them at the moment. Um, I think they've got a lot of players who can play in a lot of different positions. Um, listen, all I'm saying is obviously I hope Beth Mead recovers very quickly, and I hope she gets back on the pitch quickly. But if it means that Katie McCabe plays higher up the pitch. Right. I don't think there's going to be a problem at all. And I think it's going to be a huge advantage for Katie to be up there. And maybe, unfortunately, it has taken somebody to get injured to get her higher up. That's all I'm saying. Well, particularly with Catley back, left back, it's, she's not needed back there. You know, mm. it's get her up there. She'll get assists. She'll get on the score sheet. Yeah. She looks like she looks like she's playing with a smile on her face as well. Like she's definitely enjoying that. Well, we so all know that maybe, that, maybe that's another reason, Karen. How dare we start another rumor? What's the gossip? <laughs> we'll save that one for uh, off the podcast and decide if we can show it next week. And then finally, from Aiden Corbish, another longtime listener. Uh, and Karen, this is probably one for you, but say Shamrock Rovers win the league as a lot of people expect them to with some of the signings that they've already brought in. We're not saying it's going to happen. We're still, we still have all our fingers crossed for you. Uh, can they qualify for the Champions League group stage? Um, I mean, of course you can, but based on the form of Irish teams in recent years, I would be surprised if on their first go that they would get out of the group stages. Um, Shelburne were very strong last year and didn't manage it. 
like maybe if they're operating at a professional level, they could, but it's very hard when you do go up against um, the professional teams. When we went over to the Champions League, we played really well and we lost 5-2. So, you know, there is a, there is a goal, you know. A different beast in the Champions League. I say it all the time, and it doesn't matter even if you're a top team like Arsenal. Uh, going into the Champions League is completely different. But they could always go down to the passport office in, in Dublin and and try and sign up those players that are supposedly going to play for Ireland in the World Cup. <laughs> Just getting a little brown envelope from the FAI of what all, <laughs> all the names of the players that are supposedly turning up. They all just want to go to this infinity pool and get the Maseratis guys. That's, that's what the real thing. <laughs> uh, well, that is it for this week's episode of Koi Gig. But as I said at the start of the show, we will be with you over the Christmas period with our Team of the Year award and like just general fun things like that. And also, well, Team of the Year so far. And and also uh, a great interview to come with Emma Mitchell as well about her experiences playing in the WSL and uh, doing so while pregnant and also having a very cute baby that I've seen on Instagram that looks absolutely adorable. Um, so yeah, we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening. The Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports in association with Cadbury. A player and a half deserves a glass and a half of support.